hit a, that's actually the first time it hit a thousand. That's when it kind of, you know, made its effect and uh, saw a couple friends using it. Then I uh, went full force in it. And at first it was just financial stuff. And then, um, then I started perusing around and seeing the first like implementations of tokenization and uh, found the counterparty network on Bitcoin. Then started going in there, then going through the telegrams like everybody does, and then finding like a ragtag of misfits uh, who started trying to put images on tokens. And at first it sounded absolutely batshit crazy. And then uh, next thing you know, it went kind of global. There's a couple artists that are around the space right now that still remember those kind of old days, but uh, but that's how we kind of did it and went went global, worldwide art movement. Technically, one of the first in the crypto space, and uh, from that point on, uh, started jumping into the galleries and uh, causing trouble from there. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much my background. Um, other than that, just uh, as far as artistically, uh, it can go from abstract to pop to well what I term trash gif, but uh, we'll, we'll get into that later. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, most of, most of that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know, most of the time I try to come up with different techniques and so forth visually. Sometimes I falter, sometimes I hit it. I don't know. I hate most of the stuff I put out, but it works. <laughs> so Hey, people are buying, right? So it's yeah, so, yeah. It's thanks working. to everyone. Hey, thanks to all the collectors out there. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's been a good time. I, um, you said something about troublemaking. Uh, and before we go into any of that, I want to first apologize because the first minute and a half I stopped recording, I didn't record. So the people who are going to be reviewing this after the fact didn't get your intros. So maybe we'll just okay. hit them up on the end real quick. No problem. Let's talk fine. a little bit oh, about I'll, I'll what talk less on that are. front. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, so let's talk about some of the trouble that was caused and zoom right to trash art about a year ago ish. Um, and maybe give me sort of a high level view of what your perspective of trash art was at that time. And Jim, since people are waiting for you to talk about this, I know I'd love to hear your uh, opinion on this first. Man, well, you know, I think my opinions have probably changed a lot through the last year. Um, so I'm trying to go back into the mindset a year ago. Uh, I think that at the time, um, I was just getting uh, more deeply into the actual art collecting side of non-fungible tokens coming over from collectibles. And I looked at uh, like platforms like Super Rare as an entire collection, like a collectible collection at the time. And I was considering that like every piece that went on there should be of what I considered my caliber of quality, right, um, naively. And, um, so definitely like got triggered the day that I saw a fucking picture of a trash can gif, um, made in photo match, like some other artist on the platform. I don't remember who it was, was like, you know, they just like threw this in photo match. Right. And like sent me a link to photo match. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, this looks like, you know, a lot of what they've been doing lately. So like, I was just like, man, fuck, like these guys are just like throwing these like sorry, shitty tokens on like these platforms. And like, as a collector, it pissed me off at the time because I, I felt like it was devaluing my other tokens. And I also felt like it wasn't art. Like I straight up said like, this is like shitty art. It's like, I, you know, that probably came into, maybe I even said trash 
art. I you don't definitely know. said trash art. That's that's where it came from. <laughs> okay, so I didn't know that I specifically coined that and that you guys grasped onto that so keenly. Uh, okay, so trash art, um, which I think is actually like a beautiful art form now a year later. Weird um, how that works. But I'm not so, saying it's like, aha, you know, but it's but just- at the time, like I naively thought that like I was could be a judge of like what is and what is an art. Right. And like I've learned through time that like for better or worse, like I think in some ways worse, like there is zero barrier to entry for art and anything at all can be art. And there is zero like no one can say that this is or isn't art, including whatever we're doing on here today. Right. Like it's just apparently art is literally prevalent in everything we do. And there is no time in our lives where we cannot claim that we are expressing something in artistic expression. Isn't the way I've come to understand this. How did I do guys? Uh, yeah. That's I mean, perfect. Yeah. I mean, yep. I, if I can kind of weigh in there too. Uh, Absolutely. Rob. Good. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of like one of those like magical things that happens throughout art history, but it's like, uh, it's, I think, I think a lot of the movements, you know, it's about, it's about like reframing how people look at things, you know, it's, that's, that's kind of, kind of the magic of art, you know, it's like, uh, what, what, wasn't deemed art before it's it's basically like looking through a different lens you know so it's like for example like let's just say everybody didn't, fo- didn't focus on a certain plant let's just say a certain plant right in nature but there was like there's like one person that like was yeah, just obsessed with that you know that obsessed with that one plant and let's just say they just painted that plant right now everybody would be like oh that's so mundane it's so mundane you're painting the most boring looking plant and then they just keep going and going and going and going and then at the very end like someone's like wait a minute, there might be something here. And they kind of just take the long telescope and just goes to start zooming in. And then they start noticing possibly like the beauty that's involved with that one person. So it's like you jump in their eyeballs and you start to, you start to see what they see. Um, now, I mean, that can go like totally, you know, a lot of people could be like disagree, disagree with that. But the, the bottom line is, is like, it depends on that one person that, that, uh, that sees that, you know what I mean? So it's like, everybody in the world could still be like, Oh, that's crap. You know, but then I was like that one person that got moved or touched by it, you know? So, um, as far as like art history and stuff, it's kind of like, it's, that's how it kind of went. So it, and it's funny because all these things kind of hit the impressionist side too. They always talk about the impressionists, you know, when the camera came out, everybody was doing, you know, trying to paint everything exactly as they saw it because that was considered technique. But then when the camera came out, they're like, well, shoot. I mean, these people can get a, photo just as is it's like why am i so concerned with with painting exactly as as people look since these things do you know damn near instantly so like impressionism came out as a reaction to that so that's why they, that's why you see so many blurry uh photo you know uh, paintings of nature is because they're trying to capture the essence of what they see not what they see exactly so like all these weird like mental abstractions are really like kind of the beauty of art to me um per se but, um, but as far as the trash is concerned, like my, my approach to that was, so we have a couple new mediums. We have crypto, we got photomosh, which photomosh I knew about years before. Like I even com- composed that piece, like literally in minutes. But photomosh kind of perused the glitch communities on Reddit and Vaporwave. And, and everybody actually kind of used that beforehand. And it's one of those things where it kind of was, already was a staple before I even jumped on it myself. And so um, it, it's like one of those things, it's just like you're using glitch art combined with crypto, combined with all these kind of new aesthetics and you just kind of combine it into one thing. So like the trash can to me is like a kind of combination of pop art meets crypto meets, meets glitch all at the same time. 
even though it looks really simple, but and to me, honestly, like I just consider, I love that thing. I mean, the way, the more I stare at it, the more I love it. And that's just, yeah, it's weird. Like I made it, but that's like how, how I feel about it. At least. I actually love using Photomosh. I think it makes really cool shit. Like that's the yeah. irony in this as well. Right. Is that, yeah. like, you know, I, I, it's not that I don't appreciate the style and look that comes out of it at all. I actually mm -hmm. think it's pretty fucking cool. I was at yeah. the time complaining that like, it's too easy to be considered art because again, yeah. approaching art from a different perspective, a mis misguided one. Yeah. Like if you look at Photomosh, right? Like I keep saying it's like a, like a visual synthesizer, you know, you like you go onto it and literally have a bank of all these like just dials, you know, you can make a simple sound, which is like super cheesy. Like it would sound like something on like a trance song, like, like a, I don't know, like a super cheesy chant trance, you know, like you only turn like two knobs. And that's what, that's the sound you got. Or you could use all of those things and, and find those sweet spots. That's kind of like what I was doing before that. Like I would try to like see if I could bend Photomosh, try to get some really gnarly shit to come up. Nice. Um, but in that case, it was it was a simple it was a simple piece. Like I would say if that was a yeah, Photomosh ready made. was like ten times before that came up, right? Like I was yeah, like, yeah. Mosh, mosh, mosh. Oh, there it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got a actually actually the piece behind me is a Photomosh piece. Um, okay, it's just a combination of photo mosh meets uh, like collage. Like right. the, the 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 motion in the back is just me messing with the, with all the parameters as much as I could to get something weird coming out. But um, yeah, yeah, I dig it. Thanks, yeah. Rob. I really loved how you uh, described uh, photo mosh as a synthesizer for for your for pictures. Right. Yeah. I think that's a very clear uh, representation of what it is. Um, Max, I'm curious about uh, sort of your perspective on trash art a year ago and, um, you know, sort of what you were doing then and, and what you're, <laughs> what are you doing there, bud? <laughs> I love him. I love it. I love it. So go ahead, buddy. Tell me. Um, man, it's, it's wild. I didn't, I didn't even know the history. Thank God for decline for writing it down. So I had no idea what actually had happened, right? And I actually yeah, thank you, D. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, this had something to do with me getting tossed out of a gallery. And I was like, that's cool. I'm part of the trash art movement, you know. And I'm like, I feel I feel kind of like a poser in the trash art movement in a sense because I'm kind of like, I I appreciate the hell out of it because it's 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 very anti-establishment, you know what I mean? Like, or it's anti, and it's so funny because it's like um, crypto art is so small and so tiny, you know, that even talking about like super rare they're the big the big bro you know and it's like they're just a few dudes trying to like run this thing they're like nowhere near a ginormous corporation or anything like that you know and it's like there's already like an anti-establishment you know faction that kind of like comes through which to me that's kind of what it was it was just sort of like we're gonna you know and i and i saw people just like doing stuff that was not I, and i love this stuff man i'm like even right now i'm kind of like i'm doing like i'm on this like weird path currently because I'm doing like non-art, I'm trying to make as non-art as possible. And I feel like trash art was kind of that. It was like, sort of like, well, this is, it's like, it's it's an expression, like me and my friend, uh, Dr. Gods, like we had this like incredible drug fueled party where, you know, got enlightened and different things. And like, towards the end of it, I remember we we're like walking away from this whole crazy thing and being like, wow, everyone's just like an expression of life, expressing something of their own thing. And I think like, and that's the, and that's the, that's the beauty of it that 
and it, it, it doesn't vibe with the art world and even especially with the like the new crypto art world because it's like it's still the Pareto principle of like a few superstars making 90% of the money you know or whatever in the whole space and every concentrates on that and then there's people like making art being like oh making art you know it's like a thing and like they'd have like no sales or a few sales something like that and like no one really gives a crap about them and like I feel like trash art sort of captured a, a bit of that thing where it's like here's the thing it's my expression it's my and it doesn't have to be uh, you know it doesn't have to be good or it doesn't have to be approved by either people with money or people with influence for it to rise up because that's how things rise up you know and it's just it's just what it is so like in a sense like trash art is sort of this like glitch in the matrix that i appreciate because it is exactly that it's like it sort of doesn't make sense no one knows really exactly what it is people will tell you what they think it is you know and it's sort of it's sort of counter-establishment and I, and I love that about it you know and i'm like yeah I agree. There, if there's anything that i would love to see and this would just be like noms it'd just be like chicken tendies to my soul you know is like in five or ten years after this is aged the people are like mm, yeah some trash art we kind of things you know and then like <laughs> yeah. chat pieces and like the kind of drama and the whatever you know it'd be like these very important things, you know. But like, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing, Max. I love, okay, I love but, that but perspective. The reason, the re well, he, okay, I understand why he says the poser thing, but like he doesn't have to do a damn thing. The reason why I made it was because it was a reaction for him getting removed from Super Rare to begin with. And when you're like, saying okay, you so, so, made it, you're talking about the just the, so, the 64 the, gallon toner. The 64 that was the whole, gallon toner. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, like, that was a entirely the reason i was just trashing the place that was the whole that was the whole thing i was just it was a complete like a uh, rage art like moment it was like five minutes of just like extremely pissed uh because one of my bros were out you know that i that i that i respected you know like honestly like max's art check it out it's like the best fucking transdimensional urban art you'll ever see in your life if you just like stare at it for more than five minutes it's fucking phenomenal so that was one of those things. It was like it was like it was like a brother that I really respected that went out um, for you know like for a thing that like in the modern art or in the old art world is like so trivial. It's like so many artists have done collage work, you know. And so uh, I found it utterly ridiculous that the, the 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 rules that were archaic to begin with that were already fleshed out in the old art world were getting reborn into the new one. So that was kind of where it was coming. Got Max kicked off of Super Rare. Hmm? What pieces got Max kicked off of Super Bowl? Um, anyway, I think it was the was a Quasimondo piece, or what was which one was that? No, because they just they, they just got rid of that one, which okay. ironically Mocha like, bought later from. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Oh, no, like, I think it was a, yeah, yeah. I think you said fuck off to uh, Zach, so <laughs> I think that, well, that was the one right? Isn't that the power of the blockchain, Max? Right there, like you get kicked <laughs> off the platform, but you could still sell the art. Uh, and and they and they hide the art from the you know from the front end, but it's still available on the back end. Like what what were you doing? But besides that, go ahead. Yeah, it still exists. I was actually I was actually trying to, and I just I don't I don't think I have the uh, whatever it takes to like go back there. But I'm like I've I've been banned twice. And I remember the second time why I was banned. But the first time I was like, can someone tell me why the hell I was banned from Super Air the first time? Because I I think it was to tell Zach to fuck off. Yeah, that was it. Wow. That was it. Yeah, because it was like, like immediately. Yeah, right. And that's, the thing. that's <laughs> it was like, what happened? I was like, it was probably because you told him. Yeah, because I was talking to you about something and we were getting really into a passionate discussion. He's like, we do, we do. And I was like, oh, God, Zach. And, you know, and it's like, and that's what it is, man. It's like, that's the, all these, 
there's like no transparency in anything. You know what I mean? It's kind of like, that's, that's the reason, but no one knows about that's really the reason because like we all have egos and people have power, you know, and that's kind of like what I appreciate about the art world, the, like the trash art world too, is like, it's sort of exposed the dynamics of play. And, uh, and that's kind of the point of it is because no one talks about it. Everyone tries to politic their way into, you know, like the, the official reasons or whatever. And they're all bullshit. A lot of it, it's just, it's mostly about like who holds the reins, the specific things, who doesn't like who. And that's, you know, that's a lot of the, why like crypto art is sort of like, it, it tries to get rid of the, the gatekeepers, you know, and people who have, hold too much power over certain things. And like to this day, you know, like Nifty and super rare and like they still hold a lot of power and you know they kind of got there in the in the market dynamics of having this sort of like monopolies on on in the space in a sense for a lot of attention but like you know to me long term that is the, the promise of, of crypto artists is like a few of these like you know kingmakers or fewer will dictate what is being presented to and what is considered like real art or like relevant art or whatever so one of no. the things that we talked about this week uh, during Trash Art Week with a panel with Jay DeLay and Sasha Bailey was art curation. Since we're talking about platforms, I kind of want to ask you your opinions on this, but let me give you a little bit of sort of like uh, a framework. One of the things that Sasha had brought up was only in crypto art do we see something like, uh, I don't know, let's say a Hackatow going for 20 ETH on super rare, but one on known origin might be going for one ETH. There's a disparity where in the real world, if you have two physical galleries standing next to each other and one is selling a Banksy for 2000 and the other one's selling a Banksy for 20,000, you're going to say the other one that's selling it for 20,000 is ripping you I off. I think Sasha's example is right? a poor one though, because, uh, because okay. uh, Hackatow releases editions on known origin. They don't release one of ones. So you're actually seeing one twentieth of the value. So it's actually equal representation of like if. So I don't think Sasha gave Hackatow as the example. Okay. I was. It, yeah, it is but... a difference between like platforms, I think, and like what what artists are commanding, um, to some extent. And I think that has to do with like the inexperience of the collectors on the market more than anything. Um, what yeah, worth, yeah, that's a. What that's, another, that's another thing too but the thing is i can't blame them for it either see that's one of those things that i got i gotta I got have like a you know like yeah. a self-check on things because it's like a lot of these guys like i'm not gonna lie man a lot of these guys are coming from the DeFi financial world you know it's like honestly like if, if they probably were not art collectors before they even jumped into this thing so so like i have to take into account the ignorance that's involved when they see something moon or you know quote-unquote moon and uh, and then they just jump in like it's like it's like oh well somebody else is paying ten thousand for this so I might as well throw fifteen you know without even doing any uh, uh, you know checking out the artist or anything I'm not saying yep. all would do that like for example like you know uh, I like Sats Moon because he's got a nice background with uh, with art and like like he 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 collects he collected Banksy and all these other classic characters before he even jumped in but I do understand that that a lot of these guys are coming from just straight up looking at bull flags and charts and this and that and then they, they find this entertaining and fun and then they want to get in and do it and um so it's like one of those things it's like it's really hard to like get out the uh like the artistic knowledge i think it's like it's just, i'm just gonna have to deal with that they're gonna have to learn this you know what i mean it's like you know what i mean they're just gonna have to go through the rungs and, and see what what's really going on and, and go deeper 
but um but yeah i mean as far as like different platforms too um i i noticed that some artists tend to like release somewhere and then they get afraid and then jump back like if they're not comfortable you know they don't want to like devalue their work like they don't want to go back to variable or something and, and put something there because dear god they, re they release something for one f or something you know <laughs> so there is like a weird uh kind of situation with that too as well i struggle with that as an artist certainly like finding where because the the platforms play such an interesting dynamic um i'm looking for where my audience is so i i check them all out you know uh but i'm curious max how, how do you approach that you know with multi-platform uh creativity I mean, yeah, we, we were talking about is this kind of, it's like, and especially when it was unbearable, you know, like Robinson and I sort of like went from like the, because like, like the, there was the, the super rare thing of like people, you know, and there's like, hey, we're going to, I want this piece. And there's like bidding and there's like a whole different dynamic, right? Versus to like went unbearable and we're like, well, shit, we don't really have like an auction option. So we just got to kind of, it and just be like this is what is worth you know and yeah. like, that was a lot of fun too I, I gotta admit just going bonkers on on rareable i mean yeah sorry i'm keeping i keep yeah. laughing so no but i mean it was like it was like trying to figure out value of art and, you know and it's like it's such a it's such it's still to this day you know i'm just like because people uh, like some of the collectors you know they're like okay well now there's like new price floors on your art and like honestly i just want to like i just want to like make stuff and then just like eat food and have shelter and things like this, you know? But it's like the the, the dynamics of the people trying to be like, well, this is very unfortunate not, or this is very like whatever. And I'm just kind of like, I sort of, I guess, trust that like, yo, if this, is, if this is fly, it'll stay fly for a while and then people will collect it, you know? But it's, it's more of like a trust thing, honestly. I mean, as long as I'm like, as long as I get to like chill with, cool people that's weird for me to say because i've been like isolating i've been in like my own like clear heaven bubble but like let's say not for a non-apocalypse mode i just want to like make what i want to make i don't really care that much about getting rich or not rich because i've been both in this world you know like struggling trying to get by and that was actually kind of cool like i actually appreciated that and then you know the whole rareable thing blew up and got rained on with the greatest wealth and influence which i used kind of to my own detriment to just keep reinvesting in art so now i'm like back on that and i'm like oh man this again like looking up and you know trying to figure out how to make art because i'm like what the heck is even art so i've been you know just um i'm basically like going off on my own weird artistic thing so that's um that's my answer i get i don't know i'm just like i'm, I'm with you on that though because yeah. i'm kind of I, I mean i'm trying to find a new um trying to find a new style myself so i've been kind of like artistically silent for a little bit not silent on twitter that's for sure but artistically like sometimes it's just like weird i'll go through a cold gap and i'm just like i'm done i'm done i got nothing i got zero dude what the fuck am i even saying you know and uh and then like next thing you know like i'll find some like new technique and then i'll just fucking burn through like 70 pieces and just fucking go ape shit so like right now i just like i'm in that lull again like and I just have to be patient and just find some way, some new way visually that'll just spark my interest and get me like turned on. But You're yeah, in the dip. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in, in the yeah, dip. Yeah, I'm in, yep. I'm in the dip per se, right? But yep. um, but yeah, I mean, it's like 
yeah, it's just it's just the, the the nature of the beast, you know. Even with starting projects too, like I can only imagine like Jim do the same way, dude. It's like sometimes it's like like the project will be like rocking and then it's just like like tumbleweeds. You're like, what the fuck's going on here? Like, what what happened? You know? And it's just like oh, and then somebody else starts it. That's one of the trash thing too. The trash art, like every time I think it's gonna die, and then somebody else does something with it and it just keeps rolling. It's so somebody's weird. doing like, like a hundred trash can uh collection i think out there yeah, that i heard yeah i don't know yeah, who it they're, is, doing, they're doing a series um and there's just a couple other iterations too but it, it just manages to like insert itself into different things and it's like so it's weird it's like i mean that there was a previous conversation saying if it was mimetic or not and like for me like i would like to say yes but like still like i don't know you have to maybe give that like a couple of years to see if that's correct or not but it is kind of weird seeing something like that you did, but it's like other people interpret it differently. So it's like they take their own uh, like approach to it and then run off with it. I think it's like super cool. It's like the weirdest thing in the world to see, but it's like awesome. Yeah. Hey Jim, from a collector's perspective, why don't you put your collector hat on real quick? Um, I had a conversation with with Colin, uh, you know, Colin Custom IP, and he uses a mental model of like if he's sort of on the line for buying a piece he'll throw it in photomosh and his idea is a good piece photomosh as well and that's his mental model part of his decision making for buying a piece so what do you use in your own sort of like mental models for buying pieces weird i do the exact same thing um, <laughs> send it through say send it through the buy filter do i buy this like it's become so you've come full circle. <laughs> no, I mean, really though. You got a photo mosh hat on right now. You know, I just look for distinct styles. I mean, going earlier to you know when Rob was praising Max's style, um, you know, one of the first pieces I own is one of Max's uh, works. Uh, it's like this black and white pattern that has a color thing in the middle, and I really loved it. You know, um, so before I ever knew who Max was, it was one of the shiny objects. That's what I say is like, I see things that are like shiny objects and I like to buy them. So like, I, I definitely have an appreciation for some different artists that I've developed over time, but like, I do just appreciate like things that are, make my mind happy. I don't really know a different way to say it. I, I use the shiny objects analogy yeah. for that. Um, that's that, that's fine. Like. I, I do have platform preferences, you know, I'm yeah. one of those that I'll buy off of Rarible if the artist is, I'm weird. So I will buy off of Rarible if an artist is minted a 721, which you can do there. They have actually a pretty good contract, but I use the technical token as a criteria of whether or not to purchase or not um, as a starting basis myself. And then if the art's good, um, I've made some very, very rare exceptions on like 1155s and stuff like that. But that's my general um preferences like i want it to be a good quality token so that's why super is pretty good because they do everything on ipfs and like max said you know the token stuff's still there um that's why i like what we're doing with infinity tokens infinity whatever the fuck you want to call it um you know metadata on chain the images and media is hashed on chain so no matter what even if like we didn't like it and for some reason we stopped hosting the api that that data is always going to be available you know, the artist is going to have those options. And what we're trying to make is something like independent of these platforms where, you know, Max could have his own website and just basically provide his tokens on the website. He controls the contract and the minting and the pricing and everything else. And 
Um, that's kind of what we're trying to make. I think even when we were fighting last year, I think I told you guys that I was trying to make something that would work for what you guys, you know, people like you that like didn't have a home anymore and everything else, like that you could do your own shit and no mm -hmm. one could tell you what the fuck to do. Like I've always yeah. been a fan of that. It's really funny because it's like, yeah, like Max and I, like we kind of just, we kind of knew that. What like, can you know, I, I guess regard, yeah, like, we always have yeah. that. Like, I don't want anybody telling me what the fuck I can do. Like people tell right. me to put anything on chain yeah. and told me I was crazy. And you know, I went and built Avastars. So yeah. you know, tell me I'm crazy. See what I do. Yeah. So I, I guess I don't know. We, we both kind of came from the same angles. If you really think about it, I just no, seriously. Yeah. So the artistic I, side, you know, you know, in that regard, like I've always had respect for that. And I think like I was trying to express that even at the time through like, Hey, like, I mean, I might be on the other side of this right now. And like, I called your stuff shit, but I also want you to be able to put that shit anywhere you want to put it. And yeah. I don't think it should. I'm just saying like, my no, no, I do totally get it. Don't worry. Don't even worry. Uh, if, like, if, you didn't hear that, like, yeah. if you didn't hear that, Jim said he doesn't think it's shit anymore. People. <laughs> no, man. I, I mean, I, I would buy the totter shit. I know it's change <laughs> at this point, but like I'd buy the totter, you know? So yeah. Jim, I really appreciate you sort of like jumping in here and, and, you know, being able to uh, laugh about this. This is, you know, when we think about a year later, this is, this is, this is how we grow, right? It's sort of like we reflect on the past and uh, we, we start, you know, learn from our mistakes. We do. And, and we realize, Hey, maybe we're coming from uh, the same perspectives. I'm curious about one thing with uh, Infinity or whatever, however you want to call it. Um, if I remember correctly, you're not planning to do a storefront right away, but are you thinking about, you know, cross-chain like interoperability? Interoperability isn't a word I like to use here, but I would like to give creators options on which chain they deploy their NFTs on. What, so what, where, like, what, what term would you use? Box. Like, do you want to do a flow token? Do you want to do a wax token? Do you want to do a, a th Ethereum token? It'll be Ethereum first. Mm -hmm. um, and then what we're building is like this um, uh, vending machine network in the metaverse where like users can like curate their own vending machine. And if they want to put Robness and Max, if they want to do a trash art themed, you know, vending machine with all the different trash artists, whenever these guys drop something new, it can be in the vending machine ready to buy. And like also eventually, like we plan on being a platform, not just like a minting solution. And if like Rob or Max wanted to like create a theme for these vending machines and provide that on the marketplace, people could come and theme their vending machines as like a trash can or, you know, whatever psychedelic shit Max decides to make, you know, there's a lot of like uh, flexibility that we're building into the platform. So while we're avoiding the central marketplace component where we list everything that people mint on our platform, um, users are going to have the opportunity to create marketplaces. The creators themselves are going to create those marketplaces. Um, we'll have those marketplaces on our website, but they're also meant to be embedded other places. So if you want to just embed one token, one place on your site, you can, if you want to embed a variety of them, um, there's different minting options. We don't have any second market at, at our launch. We won't have any second market stuff. So it's all going to be primary first market stuff. If you want to do second market, it's going to be available on Rarible or OpenSea or any of these other places. Um, but we want to create an opportunity like, you know, I want to go on to Robinus's site and see that same shit he's got in his background right now and be able to buy some tokens that look like that, that are like by Robinus that have metadata on it that, you know, I know these images are backed up when I buy it. I know that like, I'm going to have like, that's going to exist in 10 years too. That's important to me as a collector. So right. like even buying these guys stuff, like even the trash art, like 
it should exist in 10 years if we're going to buy it now. So that's like kind of what we're trying to do. Gotcha. Cool, man. What are your thoughts on that, Max or Rob or both? Good. Max, go. Or I'll jump um, in. Yeah. I mean, uh, as far as like the metaverse, like, uh, it's, 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 it's so weird, man. It's like, I, I'm with, I'm with Jimbo on this, man. It's, it's just, it just rocks my world. Like what the hell is possible? It's weird. Cause it's like, um, like the metaverse and like augmented reality, I just consider like blueprints to actual reality, but it's like, it's weird. It's like, I consider it like the, like the eighties, like films, like, you know, it's just, they went super reality with Blade Runner and this and that. That's like the only way they can visually capture the future, you know? And it's like, this is like the new way of capturing the future. It's like the metaverse and like augmented reality, like for me, like building projects like that in there is like almost a blueprint till we, till we get a, like a matter machine gun, man. And we just can make stuff manifest in reality, but we won't have that until a hundred years from now, 150 years, you know, but like the metaverse to me is like the beginning of that. And so like, for me, like I got some projects in the works right now, like, like Max knows what I'm doing, but like, I'm trying to do something in Decentraland where I'm building like, uh, well, I'm kind of spilling the beans right now, but fuck it. Cause I'm close to doing it anyways. But like, uh, it's basically like a, a structure that's a mixing board at the same time. So it's like a like an audio sculpture. So like basically you basically walk up on this gigantic thing and it's got a mixing board already in there with the tracks and you can actually like make your own mix, you know? So I'm working with like Toxem on that and all these other things, but that's like, I wouldn't be able to just build that in the real world. You know what I mean? Like I wouldn't be able to just build this gigantic structure that would cost me $30 million to do just to do something like, you know, mundane, like for some simple thing. But for me, it's like the biggest thing in the world. You know? So like all those experimentations, it's just, it's just, you know, even though, even what he was saying with the, with the, um, you know, uh, the, the vending machines everywhere, it's like, yeah, like, I mean, for me, like Vitalik Buterin is like, I could totally, you know, he made a token world, you know, like, like it's going to happen. It's going to be like this crazy Japanese world, man. It's like just tons of vending machines everywhere. And just like things just like this shit behind you, just kind of like attacking, but it's fun, you know? And, um, and all those possibilities are, are going to be like fleshed out. So uh, I, I'm having a blast doing all this. You know, it's great. Max, are you messing around with uh, the, the metaverse at all? Do you do anything in there? Uh, a little bit. I mean, it's it's interesting because I feel like just listening to to Jim and, and you know, like I think the because it's all still so nascent, there's still only so much like attention flowing into the space. So I think the the and and like there is a lot of attention, but it's like it's so scattered and it's kind of like how do you create these like lenses through which you could actually like. Um, you know, and so far it's been sort of, you know like different events. Like I remember like when I came up on Marable, there was like the the women, the women in crypto art thing that was happening. That was cool because it was like it was a thing. And I remember I just went and like bought a bunch because it was like, but like that thing of like creating categories that become their own sort of like worlds in which you go through and you have you know the, the ability to kind of like look at art and different things. Like that's still a, a pretty that's still a pretty big limitation because I feel like you know people's attention just gets drawn away so often and then to like even like what i heard you know jim trying to create i'm like wow that's like that's challenging because it's kind of like you almost need like attention or importance or something in the space to kind of like even flow into it you know and like even these um 
celebrities are like like they have that in a sense but they kind of don't you know like i look at you know like soldier boy and it's like it's like and i'm like man even because they they have this attention and in, in, in sort of the historic world but they're still i think fighting for it in the like now verse of like the uh you know and that's and that's a that's a tricky thing i'm like i don't know what that's gonna evolve into or how we're gonna be able to sort of be like, hey, we're having a party here, right? And then it's like, I guess in crypto walks and different things, people have like had done that. Um, I don't know, I think that's one of the great like challenges moving forward because I myself am, you know, I'm like the squirrel, like, hey, hey, going? right? And I'm like, uh, and Twitter so far has been sort of uh, the best way for me to sort of get into things, but I don't, I still get too distracted, you know? So I'm like- um, Well, it's, it's funny too, cause uh, you know, I was making some statements about that and um, like I said, I consider everybody that's that's partaking in this like they're they're my my famous people. They're my uh, my new uh, you know what I mean. They're they're my new idols in a, in a sense. And like whoever comes in, that's like really trying to make a go for it. Those are the people I really really quite honestly give a shit about. Um, everybody else that's coming in, that's cool. They can do it. But I'll tell you what, the whole crypto space and the NFT space and all that, it's like so deep. I mean try to give them a manual to figure out the whole uh, ecosystem. Like, it's just, you know what I mean? Like, I can't even imagine, like, trying to just jump in here and trying to figure out what the hell is going on. Like, like just you, just Decentraland alone is its own mega beast to try to figure out and navigate the landscape. So, and I think the only guy really... Like I think that like the problem, too, right now with the metaverse and, like, these experiences is kind of threefold, maybe even more, but, like, one... Like we can only have like a hundred people in the same spot at once before shit crashes. So like it's pretty much like always super limited to who can be there until you start doing sharding and stuff. And look, if you look at AAA games that have like battle royale and stuff, they haven't really keep capped out over two hundred or anything with the current server technologies they're using. So we need something like these like Google Stadia type services where cloud like gaming comes in and we can put thousands of people in the same place at the same time. So we do need to rely on like this existing infrastructure in order to at least facilitate like the participation in these communities, which isn't even being thought about right now from what I can tell. And then the other part is what's cool about crypto voxels is what sucks about Decentraland. And that's with crypto voxels, at least you can really easily build, right? With Decentraland, it yeah. fucking sucks, right? You have to use a builder. It's not easy. You're not just using building blocks like Minecraft. Like what they did in crypto voxels was really cool um, but CryptoVoxels, you know, black and white world by default and everything else kind of, you know, it might have felt great at the time, but like that's, I don't, and it may be timeless. Um, and I, I love CryptoVoxels. We've done a lot of builds in CryptoVoxels and we have property in CryptoVoxels, but mm-hmm. very limited to, I mean, the single size Vox file. There's a lot of things there too that, that leave to be desired. And then um, uh, we haven't seen Sandbox yet, but it looks like it's going to be a cool world builder. Um, but we've got like what they're trying to focus on is like minting tokens on their platform that will work in their world. And then they will allow support for art to some extent in their world, but we're not sure what that's going to look like yet. Um, and, but hopefully they start to support a wider range of tokens that are like box tokens and things like that, that are outside of their platform. Yeah. Then you have Somnium space, which is my personally least favorite of the four, because it just seems like a small vision to me. Like it, it's like a neighborhood um it's really complicated to get in and use their builder you have to download you know clients and everything else 
Yeah. The metaverse is like accessible through the browser. So like WebXR type experiences. The one project I am somewhat excited about right now is the Webiverse that Jin and Avar are building. I don't know if you guys have seen that. But that I got to like, check that out. I got to check that out. Street. They built the street in um, Snow Crash and like it's got a real like it's got a real trash art vibe, guys. Like, it yeah, really- I'll check it out. So <laughs> I'll check it out. Like fucking like neon lines, like fucking crazy shit. So yeah, I'm actually really excited because those guys like are really thinking about like what this metaverse looks like and everything else. Um, I like all the projects for certain merits and everything else. Even Somnium has really great graphics for like whatever else it's lacking. Um, but, uh, but yeah, we haven't really seen that platform emerge yet. That's going to be like that, you know, maybe it's like this Webiverse, maybe it's something else, maybe, you know, Fortnite like does something dumb and people like that or Facebook horizons, you know, there's going to be a certain things we lose control over that. Like there's going to be some mainstream shit that like we just throw up about that is black yeah oh yeah for sure yeah right. I already, yeah for me it's well, we gotta i just i consider it like entertainment to me you know one of the things i uh i want to talk about which max kind of max brought up and i think it's really interesting is we're all vying for eyeballs so the platforms you're talking about we're all vying for eyeballs in the space and so i had two conversations this week uh one with stash crypto stash and he was you know we were kind of surmising that the whole space is about 10,000 people maybe right now, the NFT space. Oh, I don't even know. Yeah, I don't even know that. <clears throat> that was our yeah. general estimate, active people in it, you know. And then I had Lee on one of the – Lee from Wax, uh, a PM, and he said they had 600,000, um, you know, wallets, you know, signed up. And so that seemed to be quite a disparity between, you know, perspectives. So I'm curious, what do you think the size of the space is? Oh man, I, I mean, the last couple of weeks, it's hard, it's shoot, it could have just exploded to a million for all we know. I mean, with all these people, I mean, the Lindsay Lohan effect, I mean, I, <laughs> hey man, that, that probably made it a million, who knows, all of a sudden everybody just checked that out and went to Rarible or something. I mean, that that's something we won't be able to see the, the effects of it so far. I thought I now. saw something that we did cross like a million hold, NFT holders or something very recently. Oh. Wow, I mean, I got, I got to look into that for sure. Oh, that's it. Yeah, I don't know. Look, CryptoKitties had like some crazy number that never seemed real. It was like a hundred thousand people had a CryptoKitty in the like first few weeks of CryptoKitties. So that yeah. number's always kind of like, kind of been something to like retarget and reimagine. Um, yeah. You know, I know a lot of projects have like the indie projects and things like that. Even like CryptoPunks has like maybe like eleven hundred, maybe twelve hundred holders. Mm-hmm. Uh, Avastars is approaching a thousand. Um, a lot of the like, um, I think hash masks, which did exceptionally well, um, had initially like 2,300 people purchase or 2,700 people purchase. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess would be active users in the space, not including NBA Top Shot, which should be included, but just not including that on the Ethereum side of things is probably like, we're probably in the 25,000 or something range, I would say. And then if you add in wax and top shot and stuff like that, I think, you know, you probably get to like a hundred thousand activist users. And then you've got that million of the other people who probably just dabbled. That's yeah. just my general guess on where we're at with things. I think yeah, the with, same thing too. How about you, Rob? Yeah. Well, I mean, with, with Rarible, I mean, when, when Max and I first went in, like, and it was like a, almost a barren wasteland. Like we saw what Osanachi had a piece there 
and uh and that's how we met jay and all, all these cats you know um you brought we, me over we, there yeah when, when we started doing it uh we just for one we could just mint whatever the hell we wanted like nobody said oh you can't mint this meme you know like or something like that but um but when we, but max and i would always talk and just kind of crack jokes about it and i i, I told max i go i go rarible is like this japanese megazord monster like just waiting to just come out and just smash everything and it's like and it's literally that right now and like i'm watching it and it's just weird because like uh i was mentioning that like there's a certain aesthetic that's coming that's brewing out of there and like the digital collectible thing is really super hard coming out of there like i'm so i'm seeing like collections just come all the like, the twerky pepe thing the the people that are making the the collectible toys in the boxes that are spinning, um, the credit cards, all this stuff is just germinating in there. And it's like every day you just go in there and you can kind of just observe like the maniacal force that's building from it. And, um, but I think it's super cool because you never know, there might be like a Funko pop that just busts out of there. Like where the hell did this come from? You know? And to me, like, um, like with, with that kind of stuff, like I keep saying it reminds me of like, like Andy Warhol was always obsessed with like American enterprise. You know, when he came to the States, he was always, he was always obsessed with like the Coca-Cola, you know, quote unquote, and, the, and just branding and the, and the, the product and, and just design and stuff like that. And it was just something that he was enamored with. But for me, like I'm enamored with, with that, like the future of like digital collectibles and, and merged with the crypto thing. Like to me, that's an art form in its own right. And it's like, if you can crack that code, it's beautiful to me. You're like the next Dr. Seuss or you're the next, uh, you know, whoever you're, you're, you're your own thing, of course. But like, for me, it's like for me to form in its own right to be able to make something where you can make additions and just people just like love to, 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 you know, I don't know. Um, I chatted with, but, um, I chatted with graffiti Kings on one of my podcasts and what they're doing is uh, a physical Funko pop kind of collectible that's going to be for mm-hmm. sale as an NFT. So I love that you're thinking like that. And then I just wanted to tie that in. Cause I was like, Holy shit. That seemed, that makes total sense to me. Um, yeah. I and mean, shoot, I, I remember I, had, I went to go visit and uh, he was his family and this, this kid, I'll never forget it. He had like 300 Funko pops, like on a wall, you know, unopened, never played with a damn thing. You wanted to make all the Funko pops. And it's like, some people just like to have it in the damn package untouched you know it's like that's the the beauty to them is that they just like it clean you know it's just one of those things that just collectible wise it's just uh, it's you know i get it i understand it you know i don't i don't do it myself as much but i mean i do understand the aesthetic involved with that um and so if you don't open the box what's the difference if it's a digital collectible you know you're not going to open up the the nft you know i mean if it looks nice and, and spinning, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, it's glistening and it's doing other unnatural shit. You know, I think it's almost better than the real thing technically. So I don't know. Um, just, what just what do you think about, about, what do you think about Rarible's? Well, Rarible recently uh, just got one and a half million in funding. Mm-hmm. And the idea as I read it was to do a Uniswap for NFTs. And I'm curious We'll go start with you, Max. What do you think about that? What, like, you know, coming from where Rarible was a year ago, where we jumped on and started like promote, you know, taking it into the mainstream. What do you think about its growth in this this next step? Um, 
Man, I mean, I think currently the gas prices are just like killing it, you know, and it's just kind of like, okay, is there going to be solutions for this or not? Because like, if, if this is what it is, I think it's just, it's going to like, you know, and I don't know what alternatives other than that are there. Um, honestly, just because it's like, I mean, it's pretty, you know, like, what is it on a low end? It's like 50 bucks, sometimes like a hundred bucks or something. I don't know, or 200, you know, like to, to experiment. And I think that's just like, that that cannot be sustainable i just i just don't believe that it is and it's kind of like people's like attention and money is going to go to something else or or we're going to have to find solutions um or something like that i don't even like i'm i'm trying to imagine what a uniswap for nfts looks like like what is that what does that even mean like to me it, like <laughs> based off of the, like the last thing that uh robness was saying i was like man I, I feel like nft hoarding it might actually become like you know a dsm 7 you know, diagnosable disease or something, you know. <laughs> See, our wallets, dude, our wallets are just insane right now. Yeah, I mean, you, I definitely, you know, guilty. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I mean, the Jim, Jim, what, what is, what are you doing to combat gas or thinking about like gas, the gas problem with your new sort of, with the new solution coming up? Yeah, well, I mean, in general, when you put things on chain, that costs money too. So that, kind of works against the gen like being able to mint the cheapest tokens possible that's definitely not our goal um i think that well one thing we've done is like with our additioned nfts we store one copy of whatever those additions are on the smart contract and when you mint a token you're just minting a reference to that copy and then the addition number so it's very limited in what you actually mint in the token itself so that's one way is like we're able to still write information about the tokens and things like that into the smart contract, but then minting the token doesn't come with the additional cost. Whereas our version one of Infinity, we minted all of the metadata into every single event log for every single token. It was very costly to mint any token. So one thing we've done is reduce the cost of minting additions specifically, um, or just even minting the token. It still costs to upload the art and stuff initially to the contract. Um, oh, but is that is that why I had to put only one line for the? For the description and the, the the title and all that stuff and the metadata, I was just wondering because it said I remember there was, you couldn't put two lines; you just had to have one line. Of yeah, that was probably exactly why it was limited there. Yeah, that. Gotcha. Field. But we've changed that around too. Now you can actually do we just do an array, so you can actually do custom metadata fields or like even leave out the title if you don't want a title for your work. Some crazy sure. shit. Like that. Um, gotcha. The uh, the other thing we're doing is that we're not focusing on the layer two things, kind of. I think I want to answer like some of the, one of the questions Max was kind of pondering there in his head in a second, but like we're focused on, on building on other layer one solutions like flow, potentially wax um, and whatever other emerging platforms prove to be where people want to mint the tokens. And then I, I don't know yet how it's built, but I think like that Uniswap for NFTs, you know, it, I think Uniswap is a good analogy here because eventually I see like all these tokens living on different chains and then like the user is going to have a wallet that supports all these different chains and they're going to want to pay in schmeckles and buy a crypto kitty on flow and they'll be able to get that into their wallet and they never even transacted in flow ever but mm -hmm. it's still there and there was no like cross chain interoperability or anything necessary because in the metaverse we have all these chains and they can all just kind of interop interoperate with the user's wallets which are mm -hmm. compatible with them. That's kind of how I see it going down eventually. It's like Unis there's a Uniswap that sits in between that does cross-chain stuff, not just Ethereum-based, and then being able to like dynamically do meta transactions to transfer these assets from places to other places. I mean, to the user, 
like I said, you just pay in one thing and you get another thing out. It sh you should be able to pay in whatever you have to get whatever you have enough money for from wherever it's coming from. It's kind yeah. of my vision for this and what I'm trying to like, you know, spread as a idea. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. Cause I technically like with, with, with you know, Uniswap comparison, I just, I mean, Uniswap is, is a juggernaut already. I mean, they're already talking about, I mean, there, there's like synthetic stocks now they're talking about trading on there. I mean, well, there's only, it's only a matter of time until you can be able to trade like Tesla stock on Uniswap. You know what I mean? So like, it's, it's out, it's going to just turn into this, like just, you know, legs everywhere, man. It's just going to be touching everything. So I don't see why for NFTs, why would that be exempt? You know? So, um, and you know, God forbid there's like a game item on another chain that you want to use on another one that just, there was a collaboration there or something. You know what I mean? So that should work, right? We should be able to make those things work without having to move the item to the other chain. Like we should right. be able to figure out ways to make that work. Yeah. yeah. I think that on-chain metadata really helps with all that too for what it's worth. Like I think what we're doing helps like, then you can read the information from this chain and know that like, this is the metadata and like, okay, well, I can apply that here to this game concept because we have the same de data schema on these tokens or something, you know, along those lines. Sure, sure. So, nice. Yeah. So it's almost uh, 3.55 on my end. So I want to start to wrap up here because I know, Jim, we got a hard stop. So I want to make sure we get everybody, yeah, yeah. Um, everybody an opportunity to sort of, you know, give their... Let's talk, let's talk about like... Um, it's one year now. What's the next year look like for you? Uh, maybe in trash art, maybe in NFT and crypto art. Uh, we'll start with Jim. Well, I probably need to collect some trash art this year um, <laughs> since it's going to stick around. Um, and, you know, I'm just trying to build like, you know, great NFT tokens that any creators can have access to. Um, I think that's really our focus this year and building up our token smart community um, to support you know, all these projects that are coming online and provide kind of a place for smaller things to, to get kicked off and maybe even some bigger projects too. But yeah, just supporting creators in the space by providing, like we are canvas makers. We're trying to make excellent canvases. So like we want to focus this year on building the best canvases possible for artists. Nice. Even if Max, you just crash it up. <laughs> Max, do you want to take this one or you want me to go? You go ahead. All right. Um, this year, obviously, it's, there's going to be like a horde of like uh, what I term the pre-famous coming in here. And that's cool. You know, shoot, come on, blockchain it up, you know. Uh, but actually, like two things. One is to help all the new artists coming in. Most importantly, all the all the one all the unsung heroes out there. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm picking up pieces here and there. Up, you know what I mean? That I think is just phenomenal. You know, and I try I try my best. You know? It's like. And, um, and I'll tell you what, man, it's, it's, it's fun getting pieces from people that just, you, you just know, they just showed up, you know, but they have like amazing material. And it's like, we, we forget, it's like, dude, the first buy is like the most profound thing for some of these artists, you know, like, like a simple hundred dollar buy or a simple $200, $200 buy. It's like their world just got rocked because some of these people that have not ever sold anything, you know, as an artist, like we, we tend to forget, like in the blockchain space, man, like. In the regular art world, is most of them are illustrators that have never sold a damn thing in their life, you know. And for me, in the music perspective, same thing. I mean, mus musicians like we talk about getting the shaft, you know. Like you try to go on Bandcamp, God forbid you could sell a track for a dollar. You know what I mean? It's like fuck. 
and so on. So that's one thing. And then another thing is uh, crypto music. Okay, <laughs> this is like dear to my heart right now. Crypto music, like I just want to like just keep my eye out on any like musicians or groups that are coming into the fold that like are just the weirdest things or whatever. You know what I mean? Because like all the artists that we know in the space right now, they came all out of the woodwork from all over the planet. You know, and they're just phenomenal talents. You know, so like I want that to be kind of like the same deal for crypto music. I don't want to just get whole hoarded by, you know, you know, who's coming in that's fine. But, but I think it'd be more awesome to, to highlight artists that are just really giving it a go. And it's just like, what the fuck is this? It could be the new Devo or something, or, you know what I mean? Like just the weirdest band you ever seen in your life just came out of this, some part of the world, you know, and all of a sudden they put something out and boom, uh, that could change the whole pop landscape as we know it. So that's very important. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Awesome. Max, what say you? Say, I, oh man, I don't know. I mean, I'm like, I feel like I, I, I live my whole life in this like really strange dynamic where I just take everything in the moment that's happening and I try to like form something with it. So in, in that sense, I have no idea. Like 2021 started weird as hell, you know, after like a really rocky year of last year, like we're all here. That's cool um i don't know just experimental stuff man like you know um uh like i i kind of miss my my old days of like super rare where i was just kind of like i don't know what i'm doing but i'm gonna like do a thing and it's like it's all very different varied styles and i kind of hope to do something similar like i'm doing a lot of like anti-art and things like that um you know i, I appreciate what ramen said i'm just like supporting the artists and stuff I, I did some fair share of that you know like last at the end of last year and that felt really good because like you said just to sort of like validate and, and, and just show support to other artists. That is dope. Um, I've been like super into like my own sort of, you know, cavernous little space trying to figure out how to deal with all of it. And then, you know, what to even make moving forward. So I'm just, it's a big, you know, point point question mark with a box around it for myself, honestly, I guess, you know, we'll have to see. That's really awesome. And uh, I'll just say um, the thing that I hope other artists can do going forward is feel the excitement that we felt about a year ago when we were selling shit for $5. And I think you can't do that on Ethereum, uh, but you can do that on other alt chains right now. So check them out. Um, I think that's super important in your growth as an artist. Uh, I want to thank you all for being here today. Super cool. Super thank awesome. Thank you guys. I'm so excited. I can't wait for people to comment about this uh, and uh, see these sort of videos that we've been doing all week. So thank you all. Thank you guys. Yeah, great hanging out guys. All right. Take it easy. <laughs> Peace <laughs> out. Much love. Later. Stopping that live stream.